Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Chris Geis. So, you want to ride a motorcycle better, faster, safer, with more skill and confidence? Or do you want to ride a motorcycle for the first time? Or ride again after taking a break from riding? Well, the purpose of my podcast is to help grow the sport of motorcycling by helping riders of all levels, whether they are new to motorcycling or not, increase their knowledge and skills so that they are better, smarter, safer riders and are getting everything they want out of motorcycling, whether it's on the street, on the track, or maybe even as a fan or a participant in some form of motorcycle racing. My game is to help all motorcyclists up their game. This is episode 52 titled Hanging Out with Ed Staggs from Bond Body Armor. In this episode, I hang out and have a great chat with Ed Staggs, co-owner with his wife, Kristen, of the Bond Body Armor Company. I discovered Bond Body Armor soon after I started riding motorcycles and have been using it as an impact protection base layer for the last three years. I really like their products because they are lightweight, comfortable, and fit properly against the body and allow me to have one set of armor that I can use with lots of different abrasion layers, whether it be a mesh textile jacket or a heavy waterproof jacket with heated liner, so I can be comfortable no matter what time of year I'm riding. Whether it is in the high 90s of the summer or in near freezing temperatures in the winter, I can use the same set of Bond body armor. We start out talking about Ed's career as a motocross racer, and then the history behind Bond body armor, why he and his wife Kristen bought the company back in 2016, and why Bond Armor has so many loyal customers. We spend some time touring the Bond website to cover the products they offer and their features, and then talk a little about some new models and products they will be bringing to the market soon. This episode was recorded as a live video shown using Facebook Live, so if you prefer, you can check out the video on my Facebook page, So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle. Stay tuned as I'll be doing as many of these podcast recordings as possible using Facebook Live, usually on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and I will, of course, continue to make the audio portion available via this podcast. You can email questions from my guests and I prior to the live show using soyouwantaride at yahoo.com, or even better yet, tune in while we are recording and post your questions online. We will do the best we can to answer all questions while we record. Further instructions will be posted before each live show on my Facebook page. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, July 1st, 2020, and is being published on Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. I hope you enjoy it. Before we get into this episode, I would like to welcome my new affiliate partner, Heroic Racing Apparel. Whether you're looking for quality gear for the street or track, head over to SoYouWantToRide.com, click on the affiliates link, and click on the Heroic logo or one of the products that are showcased there. Any purchase you make will help support the podcast. Check out Heroic's leather gloves, jackets, tracksuits, and armored Kevlar hoodie. And also keep in mind that I have the following guests lined up for the coming weeks. John Casabier from Motul about the Slacker version 4 suspension adjustment tool. Manny Bastos, a Yamaha Champions riding school trained instructor who teaches at New York Safety Track. Rob Ciccolo, racer, race team owner, and owner of N2 Track Days. Alex and Henry from Breakfree, makers of the Breakfree Helmet Brake Light, and also Melissa Paris, wife of motorcycle racer Josh Hayes, who per her own description is just a girl who likes racing motorcycles. And finally, remember that I love getting feedback from listeners. So when you're done listening, please message me on Facebook or Instagram or email me at soyouwantaride at yahoo.com and let me know what you thought of this episode. Anything you want to share with me will be a tremendous help and will be greatly appreciated. So, 
You want to ride a motorcycle? Well, you've come to the right place. Because this is the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle Podcast. All right, so we should be live on Facebook Live. My name is Chris Geis. I'm host of the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast, and I'm here tonight with Ed Staggs from Bod Body Armor. So, uh, Ed, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to be yeah, here. Yeah, so it's good to, good to have you on. Um, listeners will know that I had your, your wife, Kristen, on quite a few episodes ago. Uh, we were talking about the products and stuff, but, you know, she, she actually, I think she was the one who suggested, hey, why don't you get Ed on? So uh, I know we've been kind of working on this for a while, but so I'm looking Great. forward to it. So anyone who's listening or tuning in and watching, definitely feel free to post questions. Uh, you can just do it on the post for this Facebook live stream, and I'll just kind of be looking over once in a while just to track any questions coming in. We'll take them up, take them up as we go. So uh, I know when, uh, we, actually, I, I met up with you and your wife back in December at the International Motorcycle Show. It was kind of nice to get a chance to, to meet in person. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and actually, I, I saw the cool Bond hat that you're wearing now, which uh, your wife sent me one just recently. So Fantastic. I, I've been wearing that when I get a chance. Um, so I, I know one of the things you had mentioned is you've got a, a background in motorcycle racing. So I thought maybe we'd talk, talk about that a little bit if you want. I do. Yeah, I started off at about uh, six years old, and right around 1970. Um, just riding dirt bikes with my dad, um, who picked it up from a buddy and my little brother. And, uh, it just, we took to it and both of us just became addicted and, and, uh, <laughs> dad created a couple little monsters, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took it, we took it from there and, uh, gosh, I was about maybe eight or nine, started doing some peewee, uh, racing. This is all out in California on the West coast. Um, uh, Bay Area, and uh, started doing some uh, peewee racing, and just wanting more and more and more, and kept on on doing that all the way, you know, up until uh, the teen years. Got better and better at it. My brother uh, was a fantastic rider and racer too. Um, and then the two of us, uh, Dad funded us, you know, up until it was reasonable, and then we both, uh, you know. Um, kind of became self-funded and got some sponsorships and then went from there to uh, doing uh, just West Coast Circuit, basically, you know, every once in a while up into uh, Washington State or Oregon. Um, but, you know, we were basically, when the uh, national circuits would come to town, we would we would give that a go. And uh, But I held with that for, well, gosh, into my, well into my 30s, you know, oh, racing wow. up and down California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, won some, lost some, broke a lot of bones. Um <laughs> you know it, my it, mother nuts <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of interesting just like a couple of things you already mentioned that just seems to be a common not all the time but a common theme yeah. with racers is one starting at an early age yeah. you know especially like the guys that are pro now and, and making a good living at it it's like oh, yeah. you know, they started five six seven years old or something like that and without a doubt injuries kind of go along with the game yeah they they sure do and 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 the and the time that i was racing from you know, night or you know, started riding in 1970 all the way up through the 90s. Um, the sport changed so dramatically, and the bikes changed so dramatically through all those years that we really kind of grew up with the sport. Um, you know, it was coming into its own in the in the late 60s, and um, um, guys like Steve McQueen were out there, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the 
the series started to grow um, in Los Angeles with the uh, LA Memorial Coliseum. They used to have this thing called the Super Bowl of Motocross. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. they that's when you started getting the you know the big superstars, DeCoster Kane and um, Marty Smith and Bailey, and in the in the tracks changed, the bikes changed, the suspension got better, the jumps got bigger. Um, that you know all the op- obstacles on the on the tracks became more technical and so we kind of had to learn and grow up with that as, as we went along and so it made us better riders um but the, the guys that are are the national you know the champions um you know i think our, our current champion you like tomac mm-hmm. they're just a, they're a cut above they're a special breed of person and uh you know um they just had that one one extra click. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, but, gotcha. Well, we had a great time and a lot of wonderful memories, made a lot of friends. Um, and it's just, it's been my whole life. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just a fan now, but right. I have a five-year-old who's, you know, sees the pictures and the and the, yeah. the, some of the stuff I have up in the garage and in the man cave, you know, the, the old memory stuff. And so he's, you know, what do you want for your birthday? I want a motorcycle, Dad. I want a motorcycle still. <laughs> so he, he's hooked already. <laughs> now I know what my dad was going through. <laughs> there you go. That's funny how that comes around, right? <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, it sure does. Oh, but yeah, funny. it was great. So we had a blast doing that. And then, uh, you know, um, never really did a lot of street riding or road riding during that period of time. Um, but transitioned to that, had an opportunity to go to work. I worked for a company called Fox racing shocks for mm-hmm. years and years and years okay as a matter of fact my brother's one of the original guys there he's been there for i think 33 years or so oh, wow yeah it's about i think it's about the only job he's ever had and he's he's uh um so he's one of the original guys and so we we've been around that family our whole lives they helped us out quite a bit um but uh i had an opportunity to go to work for harley davidson for a while um back in the early 2000s and that's when i kind of got on the road and got on the street and uh you know right riding the harleys and, and that was fantastic that was a lot of fun that that whole culture that whole um uh, i love the camaraderie of the people who ride street bikes you know whatever the brand it, it really didn't make any difference and in, in the, in the place where i worked the dealership i worked at they um it, they, they welcomed all riders it wasn't just harley riders i mean we had honda people we had bmw people right. um if you if you ride come join us and it was really mm-hmm. that's when i kind of got into the whole the whole street aspect of things so right gotcha so so when when you were racing did you ever race like at the pro or semi-pro level mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay gotcha yeah. so were you were you making a living that way oh you know for god for, no 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 enough to at least afford to race <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a, the lifelong quest you know yeah um but now we never you know we never really made any money we would win we would win money here and there um contingency prizes tires helmets gear things like right. that anything we right. could get um sure. to help the effort you know but no i always worked a day job mm-hmm. and uh and uh, i did go to college so um made sure that my parents made sure i got that done so that uh when i finally you know, walked away from doing that all the time, I would uh, I'd be able to have a different career or do something different. So, right. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. What, uh, yeah. what'd you go to college for? Just out of curiosity. Uh, marketing and small business management. 
Ah, okay. Which is probably a good segue. <laughs> so, so maybe, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, definitely let's, we'll, we'll talk more racing and stuff as, as it kind of sure, comes yeah. up, but, but maybe let's talk, so let's talk a little bit about your company, you know, the, the yeah. company that you and Kristen own, uh, mm-hmm. Bond Body Armor and how that kind of all, you know, how that, how that came to be, how you guys, you know, got, you know, got to take over the company and kind of what's, what's happened in the years since. Yeah, it, well, the way Bond came to be um, was founded by a gentleman named Paul English back in 1997 um, over in Great Britain. And uh, he was uh, a fairly well-known road racer um, in his time. Um, spent, uh, see what he told me in 1974, he took second place in the Isle of Man, um, which is a pretty impressive feat. Uh, that's gotta be probably the craziest motorcycle race that I've ever seen or witnessed. Um, but he, he, uh, was developing different motorcycle products over in great Britain. And then he decided he was moving, wanted to move his family to Cal to California. So he did, um, fast forward is really hot where we lived, um, in Chico, California. And, um, he was developing this armored gear and, what he was trying to do was he was trying to develop an armored gear that it was ventilated and um, wasn't like the, the, the thick, heavy icon jacket or the Joe rocket stuff that that's real heavy and, and track track ready stuff. Um, he wanted something for the everyday rider that they could wear and, um, you know, have some good ventilation in the heat and uh, still be protected. And, and so he went with that. I met him while I was working for Harley Davidson he came into our store and wanted to know um, if we could have some people uh, model some of his garments on Harley's. And it was a slow day and not, not lots of customers. And so I said, sure, let's do it. So we pulled out some bikes and we um, uh, got one of the gals and I happened to be the male model. And uh, we went out and he had a photographer with him and we tried on his different garments and stuff. And so that's the first time I met him and, and just got to know him a little bit. And uh, he took those pictures because he was trying to get uh, people wearing his gear on different bikes and stuff. So um, he kind of went off on his merry way and I never saw him again. Um, fast forward a few years later, I'm married to Kristen and she's uh, was volunteering at the Humane Society in town. And we would go to a lot of fundraising events and things like that. And turns out that she had been working alongside his wife um, as a volunteer for the shelter for years and years. So we we got drugged to some fundraiser where he and I struck up a conversation. Uh, he remembered me. I remembered him. And we, we became friends at that time. Started talking about our old racing days and all the bikes we've owned and ridden and just the history of racing and everything that we've seen. Um, and so fast forward a couple more years and tragically he had a stroke and he passed away. Hmm. Um, so that was a difficult time. Um, and we were, I had, I had a telecom business that, uh, I founded back in 2007 with some guys in, in Chico and we had grown that business up and, um, Kristen was having lunch with, with Paul's uh, widow one day and uh, struck up a conversation that Ed, Ed was looking to get into some other types of businesses and wanted to try to get back into the motorcycle industry if he could. And um, it was just a casual conversation. And she said, well, we're looking to sell bond because the family didn't want to, to carry the business forward. 
um, it was really kind of his, his brainchild and his baby and, and he ran it and, uh, they kind of helped him promote, but they really didn't know, uh, beyond that, you know, the inner workings and stuff. So we took a look at it and, and we purchased it, um, back in 2016 and, um, kind of in his honor, I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I did a lot of things to honor his legacy, the, the, the product that he brought, brought to market. and. Uh, so since then, Kristen's just been fantastic in, in making, you know, marketing changes. Um, of course, th- things change so rapidly in the e-commerce industry. I mean, every day it's different, how you reach people, how you advertise. So um, so we've had it for three years, and um, it's, it's just been wonderful. It's been great to be back in the industry. I sold my other company. We moved um, from California here to here to uh, North Carolina. Um, the business, Bonnets, uh, the actual headquarters is still in California, but we're, we're in the process right now. As a matter of fact, Kristen and I looked at a building this afternoon. Um, we're in the process of making the plan to move the company to California. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. To, to, it's been a long day yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> to I'm North Carolina still. and <laughs> our employees out there are going to stay with us, but they're going to work in a, in a, in a different capacity um, in customer service and, and um, some, uh, social media and things like that. So, Mm-hmm. But we're going to move the actual shipping and assembly and a lot of that stuff out here so that I can, because I work from home now, I work remotely right. um, out to California every day. And so does Kristen. So, um, and it works out great, but we need to be hands-on with the product and have it here. And, and we do have some, but um, we just need to get it all back under one roof again. So, but right. gotcha, gotcha. kind of works yeah. out so and I mean you guys were working remotely before the whole pandemic thing right like you that that kind of was your your model you know you guys moved to North Carolina and then you just been whatever i guess yeah, doing I've, I've been, this kind I've of thing flying, like video meetings and stuff with employees sure. yeah and, and i've been flying back and forth and uh you know and i have a real good uh you know vpn that i work through here out of out of, out of uh, mooresville here and you know and i'd fly back and forth uh when we were getting major shipments or just to go and and you know cuz i still have lots of friends there i'd stay with and stuff and mm-hmm. so um, but that's becoming a little more difficult now under the circumstances. And so, and we're just feeling like it's, it's time to, it was always the plan to bring it to North Carolina. So this is not something we came up with. It's just, um, we feel like now is the time. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, how, how do you and Kristen kind of split the responsibilities? Like it, it sounds like she, does she do kind of a lot of the, like the, the social media, like the e-commerce marketing and stuff? She's, yeah. She, she is really the marketing genius. Um, she's, she's worked in web development and web design for a long, long time. And Oh, that looks good. Oh. <laughs> my, my, my favorite drink. Yeah. When I'm podcasting. <laughs> good man. I'm having water, but you never know what might happen. <laughs> never works. There you go. Yeah. Feel, feel um, free. If you need to take a break and grab something, that's totally fine. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, she, so she handles all the web. Um, she did all the rebranding and all the, the re the, the remark. I mean, we changed the logo back, you know, when we took over, mm-hmm. uh, changed the website, started from scratch with the website. Um, she does all the, uh, SEO and yeah. Google and Facebook right, advertising. And she works with, uh, with our advertisers and she does a lot of customer service too. She assists, you know, because of the time difference, it's nice. So, right. you know, we can we can grab people on the East Coast in the morning while our employees are still sleeping. And mm-hmm. then when they get in, and it's an overlap that works out really well customer service-wise. So sure. you could pretty much get somebody, you know, uh, for uh, a good maybe 10, you know, 11-hour span, which is nice. Right. 
Um, and a lot of times you're talking to the owners of the company, which is great because, you know, we can, we can really dig in with our customers. It's nice. Sure. So, well, that, that's one of the things I had mentioned to Kristen is, yeah. you know, it, it's, you know, I've, it's, it's actually interesting. So, I mean, I became aware of Bon Armor probably about the time that you guys bought the company, which is just kind of interesting coincidence. I mean, 2016 is when I was just getting interested in writing. I was reading, you know, magazines on my commute to New York City, you know, like digital format. And I forget, motorcycle, motorcyclist, or mo- I don't know, motorcycle, okay. news, whatever, whatever the yeah, title riders. was. And, you know, you, you guys had like, you know, banner ads, like quarter page banner ads or, yeah. you know, whatever in, you know, in there. And, and it was just something I, I would just take notice of. But between the, the design of the logo always caught my eye and, and just the, the way that the ads were put together. Sure. So basically what happened was, so, you know, I started riding 2016, you know, and I guess like every motorcyclist goes through this. It's like, trying to find what's the gear that works for you. Yeah. Um, and I just fell in love with riding, you know, started in the summer. So, okay, fine. So that's the warmer weather, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But then I just, I loved it so much. I was just finding ways that I could just ride all year round, right? So I'm, I'm on Long Island in New York. We don't get really like severe, severe winters, you know, like you do in places like Montana and et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it gets cold, you know, it, it gets below freezing and it's not as much as when I was a kid, but we get snow and, and et cetera, et cetera. So I was constantly looking for, for gear that would let me just ride whenever I wanted to ride. And I think it was that following summer, it was pretty hot. Like I was getting up into the 90s in Long Island, being an island, you know, surrounded by water, it gets pretty humid or whatever. Um, and so I was just looking for something that would be more comfortable to ride in the heat. And then that's, I was like, ah, oh, I remember this Bond Armor stuff. So I went to the website and checked it out. And, and sure enough, I was like, wow, this actually looks, looks pretty good, just the design of it. And we'll we'll go into the whole thing in a minute, just so people not familiar with the product kind of know you know what what you guys offer. But just the, the idea of one that there's a, a number of very lightweight shells that you could use. You can kind of switch based on the seasons, and then the fact that because of the material used, they're very form fitting to the body. Like that appealed to me the the idea of yeah. holding the armor close to your body, and then having the option if you needed whatever of the abrasion resistance or some additional warmth or whatever, just add layers on top. So instead of having, you know, cause you, you buy a motorcycle jacket, right. And there's some, you know, use depending on what you spend, there's some decent armor. Usually there's nothing in the back. You know, you get some kind of like little foam memory pad or something, which is basically right. A template that you can use to get a proper, you know, back, back pad or back armor. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, I had a couple jackets, you know, for, you know, I got a summer jacket, at least a summer jacket, a fall jacket, a winter jacket. It's like, why am I going to pay to upgrade the armor for each of these jackets? And I'm a kind of person, I'm a bit lazy, so I didn't want to have to move armor from jacket to jacket, depending on the weather conditions. So I was like, you know, it's like Bond Armor was the perfect solution because I, I just wear it kind of as a base layer. You know, I've got the pants and I've got the jacket, both of which provide much more armor protection than you usually get in, in any off the shelf piece of motorcycle gear. Right. Yeah, in terms that. of, yep. Um, and so it's just like, then that becomes my base layer. And in fact, this winter I upgraded to the more, the, the, the warm weather material that you guys have. Right. So I don't okay. even need to wear, cause I used to wear like, uh, you know, cycle gear has like the, the, what do they call it? Not heat out the, whatever the, the heat, the you know, base layer basically for, yeah, yeah. for, for yeah. keeping the heat in. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I don't even need to wear that anymore. Cause I got a set of your, you know, base layers intended for the cold weather. And then I just wear like whatever, whatever jacket over, whether it's a ventilated jacket, it's a fall jacket, you know, I've got heated gear for the, for the winter time. So, so yeah. that, that's worked out. That's worked out really, really well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal stuff. Um, and, and that was my, that was, goes right back to 
why I was so interested in taking over the company at, um, from the family is because I believed it was an excellent product the very first time I met Paul back in, you know, when it was 2002 or three. And I thought, God, this is really cool stuff. And by the time I bought the company, he had improved on it, you know, a thousand fold. He had developed the armor and he had developed, you know, the different um, styles of the shells. And we just brought in basically a, for just, you know, like a fresh perspective to it, to the, to the same stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just a great product. And it's, um, you know, we have the three seasons, we have the, the cool air, which is like a, I hate using the term, you know, pantyhose material, but it's a very, very, off, you know, yeah. it, 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 it is like it is like that. I jo- I joke with my girlfriend about it. Sort of is, yeah. It's got that's, that's, gr- that's great stuff, though. Yeah, but it's a very sheer, um, tough. Um, it's it's a custom made fabric, uh, you know, proprietary for to us. Um, it and it's uh, it's very durable, very breathable, and um, and it holds the armor well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the cool air product. Then we have the the intermediate product, and then this is the shirts. Um, the AirTech shirt, which is the one you'll see in, in a multitude of colors. Yeah. Excellent. Um, hey, Ed, if you want to hang on one second, I'm yeah. actually going to do a fancy screen share here. Okay. Um, and actually, while I'm setting that up, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you happen to know Shannon Garnett. I do. Um, okay. So Shannon asked, Ed, what's your favorite piece of Bond gear and why? <laughs> And, and, if, and if you want, and, and if there's a backstory behind that question, you can certainly. Feel it's the new one we just know. came out with. It's a purple. Uh, it's the purple Airtex. I just think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal looking shirt. Um, it's it's uh, you know uh, it's just a great fabric choice. The um, the shirt looks fantastic on. Um, it, it kind of uh oh, what happened to you? Oh, I probably shrunk because I'm pulling up. Your oh, you have my website up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, go ahead. Sorry about so, that. So yeah, inside baseball, Shannon works for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. Fine. She she's that wonderful human being you get every time you call Bon Armor. Okay. She is. Oh, that's great. awesome. So yeah. So she she we does love like, her and like, uh, yeah. So hi Shannon. It's it's the purple. I, I love the purple. I like the blue too. But you know, when I got when I saw the purple, I was pretty impressed. That that was all Kristen. It's not me. <laughs> actually I, he I, says I, make this and then i make it all right or i i put the wheels in motion to make it so there you go there you go um I, it may not be new but i know that you guys have pink like kind of the traditional pink too right in fact i think yeah Kristen, yeah. maybe we had she and i had talked about that maybe when i saw you guys in new york that i'm trying to remember and you could tell me the story i may be getting this wrong but maybe she was kind of resisting it but there was enough requests it was like yeah let's do it like customers are looking for we were just starting to realize that um i don't don't know if we were just starting to realize but we were really talking a lot about we've got to get some more stuff out for because our 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 stuff the fitment of our clothing is unisex and so it we decided we had to get more stuff out that would, would appeal to the female rider because the, the the female riding population is is growing by leaps and bounds every day and you go into cycle gear in some of these places and there there's some stuff but the the it's not the the vibrant colors that that you know and, and look and the men buy it the, the men love the pink um i i just told you mine is the purple um we have red we have two versions of pink we have a, a pink mesh air and then we have the new hot pink lycra 
which is the, I don't know if you scrolled down there a little bit. Yeah, sure. I think you're coming too. Oh, you can see the purple and the, and the pink right next to each other. So those are just absolutely beautiful um, on. Um, so they're, they're fashionable and they're, you know, they offer, they're, they're, they offer all the benefits of the armor and the protection, but they're, they just look really, really, really nice. And mm-hmm. kind of leads me into this whole uh, new group that my, uh, that Kristen has been looking at. And this is the uh, people who are riding the Can-Am Rikers. Right. Okay. We actually got one today, which is uh, we're pretty oh, wow. Happy. Okay. Yeah. I, I knew you guys were looking. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah thank you. Awesome. Yeah. We picked it up today up in uh, Winston-Salem about an hour north of here. And I, I rode it home. It was really fun. It's 900 CC and man, that thing goes. Nice. I've, um, heard, I've heard good things about that. Yeah. I, well, I have a, fr- I have a friend down South in South Carolina has yeah. one. He's, he's a second one there. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So Kristen was riding it up and down the street this afternoon. Um, it's, it's really cool because these Rikers, you can, you can wrap them. You can do all these different colors, yeah. um, you know, on the plastics and accents and stuff like that. And a lot of the colors actually matched a lot of the clothes we have. So it's kind of cool. I mean, I rode home in a yellow uh, high vis air tech shirt uh, because it's the, um, it's the one Kristen brought for me to wear, but um, that, that's, that, that's, that's the one up in the middle. It looks a little green yeah. on the website, but it's actually yeah. a real nice bright yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, so you know the Riker crowd, she's getting into all these different groups, and so we said, hey, we need to get get one of these and go out and ride with these people, you know. Um, and so anyway, we picked it up today, and we're gonna, you know, go exploring on it. I guess. I just want to take a little break here to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by the following supporters of my podcast: Thumper Club member John Gardner, also known as G Four. Parallel Twin Club members Shane Patilla and Jerry Vavaro. V-Twin Club members Richard Warfield Jr. of R-Dub Studios LLC and Harley Nemzer from the On the Road Again Motorcycle School. Triple Club member Aaron at the Motorcycle Rider and V4 Club member John Delvecchio from the Street Skills LLC Motorcycle Riding School and author of the book Corner and Confidence. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your support. It is greatly needed and very much appreciated. If you would like to join these supporters to help grow my podcast and other motorcycle-related content and thus contribute to the growth of the sport of motorcycling, please stay tuned to the end of this episode or check out the podcast supporters link on my website. And now back to the show. Um, so anyway, um, back to the products. The, the third is the winter wear, which um, we actually are kind of working on, on developing some different fabrics now. Uh, so, it's amazing what they're doing with fabrics. They're doing like wicking fabrics and things that make you cooler and things that make you warmer just by the, the thread they use. And, and uh, so we're looking at that. We're looking at some more, um, some fabrics that we've been looking at that we just got samples of that were um, a high reflection material. Mm-hmm. They look normal during the day. Like it looks like you're just wearing a black shirt. Okay. But when you shine light on it, it becomes they, they a reflect, visibility yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're really intrigued by that. So we're looking into that. Um, but right now, Kristen's into the colors, um, all the different colors, which uh, I think are wonderful. We're coming out with a gray uh, mesh air tech shirt that has high visibility uh, piping mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of our riders have been asking for, you know, a little bit more re- reflective material. Right. So we've been we've been working on sample after sample after sample of different things that you know we want to incorporate. We want to make sure we get it right. 
Um, that's kind of our reputation. We, we don't want to put anything out that's not going to, you know, be received well by our, our, sure. our people. So sure. there's that. And then the most exciting thing we've been doing is we've been working with, well, kind of before the pandemic hit, uh, we're working with a company in Germany on an upgrade to our armor pieces. Um, there will be um, the same shape and fitment, but it will be a track rated level two um, oh, on nice. the yeah on the on the back, elbows, uh, knees, and shins, um, all the places that you can you can certify a level two uh, piece of armor, and certain pieces like tailbones you can't. But mm-hmm. um, but we're gonna. So we were working on that pretty hot and heavy, and we we were getting close to getting some prototypes going when this pandemic hit, and we we kind of had to uh, just put know, things on hold a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, but you know we we've been keeping in touch with the folks, and um, and we're excited to have a, a kind of a a German engineered mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, product, which is you know that's a big deal for me. I, I'm, a, I'm a Porsche guy. Um, yeah, gotcha. So I just love German engineering and <laughs> BMW and all that. So, yeah, so that's yeah, kind of what's cool. happening with us. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so um, actually, so Jennifer, I did see your question. Hopefully, you're still watching, and we will get to it in a second. Um, so this this is actually the shirt, the, the all-season blue and white. That's the one that I use. Um, I love that. Uh, no, it's awesome. And the reason I got it was the light color, because that, that was my realization riding in the summer is mm-hmm. the lighter the lighter colors I could wear, the more breathable material, obviously the better. You know, when when I started riding, I bought a black helmet, you know, it was December, right? So I bought a black helmet, didn't think yeah. about it. And then I'm like, you know, it's 95 degrees out and I'm like cooking on the bike going, you know, probably a black helmet is not the best thing to keep my head cool. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so I went out, I bought a second helmet, I bought a white one, which made a huge difference. Oh, did it really? Um, it did actually for me. Now, maybe it's psychological, but I mean, if you just think about like differences in car paint or, you know, you know, like you have a car sitting out in the sun, whether it's like the interior or the paint or whatever, there's, there's a difference. Like, you know, darker colors do hold, hold the heat. They're less, re- less reflective, right? That's why they're, right. why they're darker. Well, I'll test that theory uh, tomorrow because I bought a new black helmet. Kristen bought a white one. <laughs> okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. So see, see, see how it works. Find out. But, uh, it yeah. Out. If nothing else, just the fact that they were, they were, the white reflects more light. Um, yeah. But so you know, I went with with that shirt because it's basically white. Um, okay, so living in New York, we don't have the cleanest air. So you know, the sleeves get. It's really actually kind of. It actually is kind of eye opening, right? Because you really you, you look and you think, yeah, the, the air is clean, right? I don't, I don't see any smog or anything like that. But yeah, after after a couple of weeks of riding, like you start to get like a little, and it's nothing about the product. It's just you know the air is dirty, and you whatever probably picking up pollen and stuff like that too. You know, yeah. ro- road dirt and whatever. But yeah. um, but anyway, it, it it it's awesome. And then like I said, you know, in the real real hot weather, that's my jacket basically. And then in other times, that's my top base layer. Um, and then yep. you know I have so I was talking so we could talk about the pants a little bit. Sure. Uh, so I started with the cool air mesh, which, which is awesome. You know, I basically just Amazing. wear them on, under a pair of regular jeans. Although I finally actually just got a couple pairs of Kevlar jeans, just to have oh, more abrasion That's resistance. Good. Um, and actually even before that I had found this company dragon liners that they, they make Kevlar jeans, but they also make a Kevlar base layer. Okay. So it's, it's really nice. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a kind of a heavyish material, but it's very, it's a very open weave, so it's very strong. It's, it's a lot of abrasion resistance, right. but it, it passes a lot of air. So, you know, I would wear, you know, my, my cool air mesh Bon Armor pants and then the Kevlar layer and then regular jeans. 
now you know I've got Kevlar jeans, so I can kind of less layers. It's like a little less bulky yeah, and stuff. That would be the absolute perfect combination. Would yeah. be a pair, any one of the three. You know, the the all season adventure pants, um, or the cool air mesh underneath a pair of Kevlar jeans, and and you're you're just about bulletproof at that point. You yeah, know, I at mean, least as good as you as good as you're going to get. And then uh, this this past winter, I picked up these the performance thermal. Uh, oh. So I just you know moved the armor from one to the other, and then right. uh, it's just again it was a less less one less layer because instead of you know in the past I wore the cool air mesh with like right. a you know kind of thermal layer over just to to keep the heat in a little bit. But yeah, it, it yeah. depends on your climate, you know where you live. But that's what's nice is the interchangeability of the stuff. And um, you know one thing to mention too, and I'm I'm sure you can attest to this uh, because a lot of people think well, okay if I put these these things I mean on under a pair of jeans am I going to be able to button my pants? Am I going to be able to bend my legs? Well, the answer is yes, because you can barely tell that you have them on. And I have worn them under Levi's. I've worn them under all kinds of different jeans that I own. And they all, that's the beauty of the design is that the armor doesn't ride up hot so high that you can't button them, you know? Um, so they're, they're completely comfortable. We've heard of, of people who, you know, ride to work in khakis with these on underneath and they get to work and they start working in their office and they, you know, they don't take them off because they just forget they have them off. They're yeah. very comfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I can attest to that. I mean, like, you know, if we go for a day trip or something or a weekend, you know, yeah, like if it's the end of the day and we're going out for dinner and we're not riding the bikes or whatever then yeah, I'll, I'll take off the bond armor, but, um, you know, walk, you know, we go to a park or the beach, you walk around. Yeah. Just, you know, especially yeah. wearing the pants underneath, there's no problem at all. And then the, the other nice thing too, like I said, with the, with the shirt, you know, being the, the, the armored shirt is I, I can have, like, let's say it's cooler weather. I can have the jacket on over whatever jacket I want to wear. You know, yeah. usually it's motorcycle textile or something for the abrasion yeah. protection. But when we get where we're going, I can just take off the bond armor shirt if I want a little less, you know, bulk or, you know, one less layer. And because you don't have all the material of a jacket, it easily folds up like fits in my top case. So, so it's, it's, it's even easy to just carry on the bike or to store away, you know, so that kind of thing. Small footprint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm a guy that um, I don't like a lot of bulk on me when I'm riding. If I could ride in shorts and t-shirt, I would. It's not a sensible thing to do, but Right. That'd be my preference. Um, but I just had, uh, for instance, today riding home um, with this new Riker, um, it was about 89 degrees um, with about 80% humidity. It was hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I had on a pair of jeans and a pair of cooler uh, pants underneath. And I had a, just a white Bond t-shirt with a yellow high-vis Airtex. And I could feel the airflow. It works. I mean, it, the stuff just works, you know, and if it were to rain, you could throw a rain slicker or a rain jacket yeah. over it. You can, if it's cold, you just throw your regular riding jacket, your unarmored jacket over it. There's so many, it's versatile. There's so many different ways you can use it, um, which is great. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a, not only owner. yeah Yeah, sure but it 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 is interesting because it become it becomes part of a component you know i'm I'm a software and engineering guy like you know we love gadgets and components right like things Mm -hmm. you can connect together and make something else so it it just works out really well just just as that armored layer and you just combine it with other stuff yeah it's 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 pretty good and and it's durable it's well made you know um it's it's uh it's stitched up here in the u.s in portland oregon 
Um, we, we add the armor, um, in California and we put it in a package and it comes to you. Um, so it's, it's just a fine product. It's, it, we, we don't get a, uh, we don't get returns due to defects or things of that nature. It's usually fitment problems. You know, we have good sizing charts and you can always call us anytime. Um, if you leave us a message, we'll call you right back and we'll walk you through, we'll walk you through fitting it. We'll walk you through selecting the right shirt, the right pant for your climate, whatever it is. Our customer service is, is second to none. I mean, no, and that's we awesome. really and, pride ourselves on that, you know. And and that that's a point I was going to make before, and I let my I don't know sidetrack myself or something. Okay. But but the fact that you know you guys are a small small company, but you know when when I interviewed Kristen, you know whatever last year, you know I said it you know, Bon Armour has the feeling of a larger company just, and, and because it's, I think it's the professionalism. So it's the, the way, you know, your website yeah. is presented. You know, if I send an email, it gets answered right away. You know, you guys are available to answer questions. You're, you're obviously like you, you care about the product and you care about the customer and the customer experience or whatever. And so that, that to me, it, it's a huge, huge advantage, you know, just as oh, a consumer. We appreciate that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's been, Paul built the company on customer service and on, on reviews and, and, uh, and we certainly wanted to carry that, you know, forward. And that's what we're all about. We're, we're a family owned business. You'll see some ads. Most of our ads are either me, Kristen, my mom, my, my mm-hmm. dad, yeah. there's one with a little boy. That's my son, cool. <laughs> um, cool. neighbors and friends and people that do photo shoots for us. Um, it's just how we, it's just, you know, um, so it's very organic. Um, we're not, you know, these aren't professional models and, um, we just, that, that's, that's our kind of our thing. We just family owned business. We, we make products for people who ride at any age on any bike. People wear our stuff for uh, MMA practice. Um, they wear our stuff for equestrian purposes. They, um, so there's a lot of versatility, you know, and we also have these, the, uh, the three pairs of pants you see actually come in shorts too. Actually the first two, the uh, mm-hmm. all season and the cool air mesh come in shorts. Cool. Which, actually, which are let fantastic me, let me, let me, for let me uh, mountain up. biking. There you go. Yeah. Those are great for mountain biking. Um, I have a buddy who's about 45 who races BMX out in California and he swears by these things and all the, he always, he's always turning on the guys he rides with onto them and you know um, so they're a fantastic product for that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's actually, that's interesting. You mentioned that because I'm thinking about getting back into bicycling. I used to mountain bike and stuff mm-hmm. like that and yeah. whatever, various reasons I got away from it, but just, just for the yeah. the health benefits and whatnot, I want to get back to it. And, you know, I used to wear, you know, sh- bike, biking shorts that had some little mm-hmm. bit of padding, but it was mostly really for comfort in the seat, you know, just being in the saddle. But yeah. to have, like now I'm so accustomed to protecting myself, you know, when I ride the motorcycle and, you know, and I had my offs on the, on the, uh, the mountain bike, you know, sometimes whatever you, you, miss something you dig a wheel oh. in you know your low side high side whatever so it'd be nice be nice you to name it a, out, a little it. padding you know <laughs> uh, I, i'm oh, i'm sure i'm sure you got stories to tell yeah um so hopefully jennifer is still watching uh the, oh, okay. quest, the question she had is she says i'm a new rider what would you suggest as must-haves armor must have, must yeah, have. Yeah, I think basically she's looking for recommendations. Like yeah. what, what, you know, well, what, what should she buy to protect herself? There's, and, a, there's an acronym going around right now. It's called AGOT, all the gear, all the time. Yeah. And I, we believe because we're a protection company that you can't wear too much protection. 
but you don't want to sacrifice comfort. You don't want to sa- sacrifice mobility on the machine. Uh, you don't, you don't um, want to be dressed up like the Pillsbury Doughboy and try to ride a motorcycle and you can't move your arms and your legs. Um, but the, uh, the adventure pants are, are, depending on the climate that Jennifer lives in, adventure pants are a wonderful all season pant. Um, the, um, air tech shirt, I think is a, is a really great all around, like, like we've been talking, uh, shirt where, you know, there you go. Um, wish I had the ability to <laughs> maneuver, but you're doing it for me. So that's great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever. That's fine. We'll do it this way. Best thing for Jennifer to do is give us a call and, um, talk to Kristen, uh, or, or Shannon and, you know, um, tell, tell us about what she's going to ride, what kind of riding she's going to do, what climate she lives in, and we'll walk her through. Um, we have something for everybody. And, uh, yeah, that's, I think it's the best I can answer that is just, you know, um, without knowing more about what she's going to ride and what she's going to do. Um, sure, sure. You know, we can, if she just gives us a call, we're always, we're always ready to help. And, uh, we, you know, we can chat with her for a while about what her plans are and uh, what kind of riding she's going to be doing, where she is, and mountain riding, you know, I, I, who knows. And so then we can just, we can fit her into the right stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. No, good, that, that's good, awesome. So, yeah, Jennifer, definitely. Helmet, a good quality helmet. Yeah. You know, um, that's where, you know, you, you you don't skimp on your on your protection. It's just, you just don't. Yeah. Um, there are helmets that cost a hundred dollars and they cost a hundred dollars for a reason. Don't mm-hmm. buy them. Right. Um, you know, if you're going to make the investment in a motorcycle and make the investment in riding, you probably, you probably, you know, at least have the means to get some really, really good gear and whether it's ours or somebody else's, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but just make sure you're protected. Don't, don't think that too much is too much. Um, if you're comfortable, and you're, you know, whatever your climate, then all the gear all the time, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. be safe Okay. Um, awesome. because things happen. And, uh, and, you know, um, I've been there and it's, uh, so anyway, yeah, I yeah. hope that no, answers. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, no, that's great. And that's, she, she is still watching. So she said, thank oh, you that oh, she'll re- reach out you. soon. So I think that's really cool. Give us a call anytime. Yeah. You can call, um, you can call Kristen um, and the phone number. I think somewhere it's not, I don't have the top of my head because everything is yeah, just everything is easy. It's actually just right up here. It's a toll free number. Obviously, yeah, you can use, yeah, um, yeah. Nine two two nine two six nine. Call tomorrow. Um, the West Coast West Coast customer service hours are nine a.m. to about four. Um, but if you leave a message and Kristen um, checks the messages from North Carolina, she'll call you right back. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And uh, Jennifer, one thing, I'll, I'll put in a plug for my podcast. So definitely, uh, you know, mention when, when you do call Bond Body Armor, mention yeah. that you heard about them from the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast. I've been doing what I can to help steer customers their way. Um, and in fact, if you go to my website, soyouwantoride.com, you'll see an affiliates link there. And if you use that link, and, and the, the people at Bond obviously know about it, but you'll get mm-hmm. you'll get 10% off your purchase. There's a, there's a code Absolutely. that you can use there. So, and then, yeah. Yeah, just everything. Just, I'm, I'm just. It helps support the podcast, and you know, let sure. me let me do these kind of things and what, whatever. So uh, absolutely, yeah, so it's yeah. awesome. It's, and, it's uh, awesome. 
Yeah. And also, Jennifer, um, if you go to SoYouWantToRide.com, you'll, you'll see the episodes, past episodes from my podcast. We've got, this is working on a number, I think we're 52 here. And I've done quite a few about gear. Uh, there's another one I had done with Bon Armour. So definitely check that out, especially as a new rider. I think you'll find a lot of helpful content there. Too bad you didn't do the video because, you know, Kristen's a lot prettier than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, well, actually, maybe I'll have to have her back on. <laughs> yeah, she's doing a great job. She's really tapping into into the potential of this product and, and the and the you know the fact that that we, you know we have riders young and old and, uh, you know and it's just it's it's just really great stuff. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. So uh, while, while I've still got the website up here, any anything else you want to kind of go over or highlight? I know you've got um, some accessories and stuff or. Yeah, we have our neck braces um, that, you know, uh, Paul developed those these neck braces. Um, I don't know where you find – oh, yeah, we have yeah. a few other things too. I can buy a hat. Um, and uh, the neck braces are really awesome. Um, we sell a ton of these neck braces on Amazon. Uh, we sell hundreds of these things on Amazon. They're very simple um, support neck brace. People use them for all kinds of different uh, – uh, types of things, riding BMX, riding the motocross, riding there. Um, and the neat thing about them is they're inexpensive. They're really good quality, but they're inexpensive. And you go on, you'll find the Liat braces and things like that, that, you know, they can, they can be upwards of 150 to $200. So these are, these are just a, a real simple uh, neck brace. If you've got a little boy that uh, like mine, who is out, you know, jumping everything he can find on his little bike, um, that, <laughs> Uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so um, these are a great little product to do. We have skull caps um, th- there. We get a lot of really uh, good reviews on the skull caps. The, mm-hmm. the balaclava is a discontinued item. Um, I really didn't like it from the get go, but we, we had a bunch of them. So, you know, sure. selling them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So you and, know. and gift cards, which is good too, right? Gift Sometimes too, you know yeah, you want to you want to get a gift for someone and you don't know the right size or exactly what they want. So, sure, absolutely, yeah. We're yeah, yeah. but uh, like I said, just give us a call anytime. We're we're always here to help. Um, you know, we we'll take care of you. Yeah, awesome. Also, maybe let me just pull up the armor too, because maybe. Yes. Right, oh yeah. So so one thing for people to be aware of is that you know you can buy the well well. First of all, it's kind of like modular system. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can buy the, the whether it's pants or shirt with the armor in it, which is you know how you start out. Um, you can get additional shells that you can then you know different type shells for different type weather that you can right. move the armor from one to the other. So you don't have you don't have to repurchase the armor, but should you need to for whatever reason gets damaged, you want extra armor that is available. But in particular, what I just wanted to show, and let me see if I can get a bigger picture here. Sure. Um, one one of the things I do like about it, and um, in, in particular, like. I, it was it was really kind of funny. It was I was looking at upgrading the back armor on one of my textile jackets. Okay. And I actually went to Cycle Gear, and they've got a lot of good stuff and whatever. And yeah. I was like looking, and I'm like, you know, it was anywhere from like, depending on what you want to spend and the features, thirty to eighty bucks to get a decent back protector. Um, and I was like, you know, uh, let me hold off. And I was like, you know what? I think I have a pretty. I, got, I think my Bon Armor shirt has a back protector. So let me go yeah. check that out. I'd never really paid attention before. I like I'd worn the jacket, right? But I just never really paid attention. And so when I got home, like I took it out and I was like, wow, look at this. It's got like this nice rigid piece here, kind of along mm-hmm. the spine, in addition to the padding, which is also very substantial and you know absorbs mm-hmm. a lot of shock. So yeah. long story short, I ended up just moving that 
you know, like in, like in the winter, if I'm not wearing the bond, the bond armor, like with my heated jacket or whatever, yeah. I just move that into my other jacket. Um, so that works great. But then the other thing is in particular, like here, this is, these are the, no, this is the knee. Yeah, yeah this, that's this, the knee. This is the knee armor, right? Um, knee and well, it doubles as the elbow uh, as well. Knee. Oh, it does. okay. I was going to say, because it looked, I was like, this doesn't look like the elbow. So this is shoulder. So right, these shoulder, are yeah. shoulder pads shoulder. here. This yep. is hip, hip protection. Yeah. Um, but what I like about these and the fact that they're, they're double duty, which I didn't realize, um, is the amount of protection you have. So for me, at least, and I'm fairly tall, I'm like six foot tall. So, you know, basically you cover your kneecap and then this runs pretty much to the top of my sock. So yep. if I'm wearing my, my, my taller boots, like my track boots now, I've got pretty much full protection knee, you know, knee, ankle, you know, foot, the whole deal. And then, you know, for me wearing it, you know, uh, you know, this, this piece for the arm, you know, it's covers elbow and then wrist, uh, you know, forearm pretty much to the wrist. So, and that, that is much more coverage than a lot of, than the the armor that came, you know, built with a lot of the jackets that I have. That was Paul's, that was Paul's idea was he wanted to really run that thing down as far as he could to you know so he didn't interfere but it it runs down a little bit longer and has a little more coverage than some of the competitors you know yeah, um yeah. it's great yeah our back pad i will say disclaimer that that is not a uh a ce uh, rated back pad okay. um and that um all the other armor is, is ce level one rated but um but it's it serves the purpose for our garments because it's breathable and mm-hmm. it's lightweight and we don't want to add a bunch of bulk but in this new um, round of armor that we're working on with with the folks in Germany, that's one of, was one of the things that I really wanted to develop was a track ready piece of back armor that was just as light and breathable as this, but could be a CE level two um, rated piece and with the same coverage. Our our back piece. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm pointing at my computer, but oh, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> our back piece has it has a tremendous uh, coverage area, you know, yeah. uh, without being cumbersome. So it 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 really t- comes back on the shoulders real well. Mm-hmm. It comes all the way down to the bottom of your suit, like at the top of your jeans. And so, um, you know, I wanted to. If you go look at all the aftermarket, a lot of the aftermarket level two back pads, they're smaller. They're not shaped that way. You can shove a couple of them into our garment, but they just don't fit right. And I wanted to do something that was the exact same shape so that if someone was heading out to the track and they wanted to wear one of our garments out on the track, they all they have to do is just they, they'll be able to buy the level two armor kit, mm-hmm. put it in their in their garment, and you know, the air technical or whatever it may be, and just go, go to track. And they'll have right. they'll have track level two track rated. Um, you know, impact protection. Right. Okay. So idea, but now is, are you in there? You're thinking like dirt track, road track, both. This, uh, when I, when I say track, um, I'm referring to um, street uh, road, road course, road course. Okay. Track on, gotcha. on, a, on a road bike. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you could, you can use this stuff in, in motor, motocross guys. Again, going back to me, like you're riding a t-shirt and shorts. Motocross <laughs> guys don't like a lot of both. We don't like a lot of weight. Right. Um, and so we always tried to get away with as little as possible, you know, which is why we never really wore elbow pads or, or much. We just had our gear, maybe a little uh, thigh padding, you know, helmet and boots and gloves. And, you know, that was, yep. Yep. that was that. But gotcha. Just another quick break to announce the new affiliates program. 
If you go to the affiliates page on my website, you will see the companies that I have partnered with to bring you some of the motorcycle gear and services that I use myself. Not only will you benefit from their products and services, but if you make a purchase using the links on this page, you'll also be helping to support the podcast financially. So I'd like to welcome these affiliates. Street Skills LLC, which provides the Cornering Confidence book and online course. If you purchase a course or course and book combination from my website, you'll also be listed as a supporter on my podcast supporters page as a Parallel Twin Club member. If you're already a podcast supporter, a portion of the purchase price will be credited towards your next support level. And I'd also like to welcome Bond Body Armor, which I've been using for a couple of years now. If you go to their website using the affiliate link, you'll get 10% off your entire purchase from their online store using the discount code they provide. Tell them you heard about Bond Body Armor from this podcast and get a free helmet liner. And now back to the last part of the show. Now, as far, so as far as track riding, so the thought being, so you would have, you know, the, the, the person, the owner would have CE level two armor, right? So they could wear their Bond Armor shirt and pants yeah. like on, under a leather suit or something. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Minus right. having to have the armor in the suit, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, because a lot of places um, have track days where you can take your, you know, your your stock bike out and you can ride a track. I mean, you're not going a thousand miles an hour, but you're you're going to want, our armor works just fine for that, but it's not rated for that. Um, right. And so you, you, you really want to, um, you know, I don't want to get in the weeds about all that stuff, but really the level two stuff that we're going to come out with, um, hopefully spring of next year, um, it, it'll be ready to go. Um, you know, you don't have the abrasion protection with, with the garment, but like you said, you could wear it under a, you know, a Dionysus suit or something like that, or, you know, whatever you want to do. So, but I just wanted people to have that option. And there are a lot of people out there who just ride every day on the street who, you know, like a little bit, even higher level of, of peace of mind. This armor is, I mean, if you go on our website, you see 21 plus years of reviews. Uh, so how long we've around, we've, long we've been around and and these reviews are a lot of these are just crash testimonials people who have hit a deer people who have run off the road they've hit semis and and they literally they show their shredded jeans and then they they other than that i don't have a scratch on me my bond armor saved me from breaking my arm years and years and years of testimonials this armor it really works it's uh it's good stuff and it's very flexible and very well hinged so that you can move well it's it's good stuff it's great. yeah i mean yeah you can see that like here just yeah. in, the, in the way that it's shaped and whatnot yeah and the, the, the yeah. shoulder and, yeah. and i i know um one of the things that Kristen had mentioned and, and i know you guys don't promote it much um because it's not whatever that you know you guys actually had this armor tested and that you know she said i guess when they do testing there's like three kind of regions it's like the center of the armor piece the the, the mm-hmm. middle going out and then the very edges and she said yeah. that the two inner zones on this armor actually test to ce level 2 they do yeah right they but do, it, it's do, the but outer edges right yeah. because that's that's ce level 1 because it's whatever the, the thickness of it for comfort and and for compliance with your body so yes. you, you can't you know you can't say it's ce level 2 but a good no. a good part of it is ce level 2 there, there are there are zones in the armor that are that did test out at a level two, yeah. but you know. Yeah, no, right. I mean, you say what it is, like. Yeah, it is it, what it just, is, and that's you know. Um, nice added thing to know. The new stuff, there'll be no question about it. So yeah. yep. it's going to be really neat. 
Now, the the new armor that you're coming out with, is it going to be a similar material? Like, is it related to the, the material that these no. pieces are made of no, or some, it's something? It's, it's a different blend. Um, it's it's a different blend. It's it's a lightweight. Um, it, it it's really really neat. So I can't say too much about no, you fine. know yeah. what's going on with it right now. But it's it's a it's a lighter weight, a softer material than what what we have now, mm-hmm. but a higher impact um, with a higher impact rating. Cool. Now another thing, Chris and I had talked about is you know like with with I don't know if it's all. I guess quite a bit of the D three O type armor, right? It, it's known for being very lightweight, uh, very good at, at at absorbing impacts. But yeah. I don't know if it's always the case, or in certain cases, the armor is not reusable, right? Like the the, the way that D three O works, after an impact, the molecular structure changes to the point where it's not as protect protective, and so you right. may need to replace pieces, you know, after a crash. Um, but I believe it's not the case, right? That that this armor can sustain over multiple and impacts. Okay. Over and over again. And so, will that be the case with the new armor that you're coming out with? Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's really why. That's why we're taking so long. And the other thing too is I want to preserve the integrity of the fitment of the armor. I um, one of the struggles I've had is that you could see kind of how ours hinges in a little bit. Being able to develop a level two piece that has that same hinge is not—it's it, not easy, but we're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because I still want that to be able to to have that hinge factor, right? You know, because that's a real big thing. And uh, so, I want the—you know—I I literally want the level two pieces to have the same uh, similar shape and mold, so that when somebody switches out switches out to it, that they they can't tell. Right. They won't mm-hmm. lose any, uh, in, any of the of the comfort and the fitment or the flexibility in the armor, which is what's really important to me. So, um, yeah. and I won't, won't you won't see it until it's in my, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. and it's you yeah. know, and and, uh, and it's in it's worth putting out there to the people, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, do Do you expect the pieces, or maybe this is one of the things you're aiming towards, uh, which is why it's you know, it does take time. Are the pieces going to be basically the same shape uh, in, exactly. in the yeah. new armor? Okay. So that, that that's, that's so, so, someone like me, at. so, right. So when you guys are ready and you go to market, I can upgrade the armor in my existing bond mm-hmm. armor stuff. Yep. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have two garments, you can have level one in one and you can have level yep. two in the other and just, right. you know, interchange them depending on what you're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where, where we're at with that. Um, the, the, again, the pandemic has, has kind of slowed the progress. We were hoping to get that out this fall, but no, it's not likely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, it's it's kind of uh, just waiting, uh, waiting for the world to kind of open yeah, up. And yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, any any ideas? And if you can't say that's totally fine, you're going to be about the same price ballpark with the new stuff. You think or? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, and that's the other thing too. It's like you know we can't we can't come out with this stuff and say <laughs> it's it has to it's be reasonable. It has to be within yeah. a now you're gonna obviously pay a little bit more for it because mm-hmm. it's you know it's a higher level of protection more. and yeah. it's a more expensive product to produce. Yeah. Um, but again, you know how much does a hospitalization for a broken leg cost? Yeah, you yeah. know, um, so you just it it. it you know, uh, to me, there's just no amount of money. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. It's uh, going to be within, it's, it'll be within, you know, um, it won't be so outrageous that it, that the Delta is, 
people are going to be like, yeah. oh my God, it's way too much. You know, and that's one of the things we're working on. It's like, we got to keep the price down, guys. Yeah. Right. Cool, cool, Our cool. customers expect a certain range. Yeah. And that, that's one of the things I was going to say to Jennifer's question, and you touched on it, is, you know, that idea that, and it's something I've mentioned in past podcast episodes, new rider, you're getting ready to get going and you're shopping for your first bike you know, be careful, budget yourself a little bit. So you're not yeah. spending every penny on the dream motorcycle and, you know, not having something to spend on proper gear to protect yourself, some kind right. of ed- education beyond, you know, what you learn in the MSF parking lot course, which is good as it is. And that's how yeah. I started, right? Yeah. You want to be able to educate yourself further, you know, to, so you have more than just the basic skills. So uh, Of course. Yeah. It's that, always know. a safety course. Um, any safety course, any training you can get is always key. You know, there are so many, um, so many differences um, riding a motorcycle versus driving a car on the road. You know, you're sharing that road. Um, There are techniques to riding a motorcycle that can help keep you alive. uh, You don't employ in a car. Um, So, yeah, any safety training you can get, talk to people, you know, that are really good riders, get tips. Um, But I would just say, you know, start with the head, start with your head down. If you've got a certain budget, you know, um, get that helmet, get that that really, really good, exceptional helmet that's going to, you know, most likely save your life. Yeah. Uh, yep, yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Not knock on wood. I have not tested my bond body armor yet, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I, I do. We don't, want, I, you, we don't I, want you to. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, but I, I do rely on it and uh, I do very, I do feel very comfortable riding in it. Like it is, it is nice to have that. And it's kind of funny. This is something also I talked about in an early podcast episode is, you know, when I first started riding, I found, you know, I, I put my gear on my helmet, my jacket, whatever. And you have this certain feeling of invincibility, yeah. which, which you want to feel protected. Like you want to feel comfortable when you're riding, but you know, I realize it's like, okay, hold on. You're not Superman. You didn't, you know, you didn't put on your magic cloak or whatever. Yeah. You've got some cool gear on. Um, but, but it, it is, it is nice to know, you know, to, to have stuff that, that you trust that fits comfortably, which is really important. So your attention is not on how the gear is fitting, but you know, right. you know, as, as safe as you try to be, you know, if something goes sideways, you, you've got yourself protected. Yeah. And, it, and it's really that peace of mind. Um, that makes your ride more enjoyable, yeah. you know, yeah. um, at least, you know, that there's, listen, there's nothing that's going to, everything in riding and in, in crashing is situational and every situation is different. Um, and there, there is not one piece of gear that's going to save your life in, right. if the circumstances dictate, but you know, if you have on a good helmet and you want some good protection and padding, all gear all the time, then your you're going to enjoy your ride more. Way you're, better. Yeah, you're going to enjoy your ride more, and the chances of of you getting seriously injured are diminished greatly. Um, I mean, the studies that show that, yeah. and uh, so they're they're just diminished greatly. And so, why not enjoy yourself? Why not have a good ride? And you know. Um, it's not about looking cool. It's about having a good time and, and, and coming home in one piece. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we hope that you look cool in some of our neat colors. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <And> purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, before I was going to uh, just close move yeah. off the website, before we do that, anything else you wanted to just show people or go over? No, I think that's, all, you know, jump on the website, uh, mill around and, and give us a call if you have any questions at all. We we are 80 to 90% of our ideas come from customer feedback. Um, 
one of the things that we've been working on quite a bit in the last few months, and you'll notice now we're starting to come out with 4XL shirts and 4XL pants. Mm -hmm. Nobody else, as far as I know, is doing that. And that's because we have riders out there that they're a little taller, they're a little wider, and they need gear too. And they, they kept telling us, you know, you guys need to come out with us. You guys need to come out with us. And so we did. And we also took our normal 3X shirt and we lengthened, the, we lengthened it. We lengthened the zipper um, because our customers were telling us, and this, and, and, and this again um, kind of goes back to our customer service philosophy. Call us up and tell us what you don't like. Tell us what we can do better. And you'll probably find that enhancement in a product somewhere down the road. That's how we, we view it. Um, we, we, we jot down everything that people tell us. We don't just say, oh, well, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. that's a great idea. Thank you, sir. Uh, give me your money. It, uh, we literally take note of every suggestion we get. And that is why we now have a 4X and we have the longer zipper on the 4X. And then we have, well, we have a longer zipper on the 3X and an even longer zipper on the 4X. So it doesn't ride up on the larger men. And uh, so the 4X is out in, uh, I believe, in black and high vis, and we're and, and then we're going to do it in blue. And I think what we're finding is is that we're just going to put them out in all the colors, so that mm -hmm. everybody, regardless of yeah. your size or shape, you have the option to do whatever color you want to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, cool. And uh, yeah, one thing for sure too is you know people interested in the the Bond product should check check out this testimonials page. You know they've got all kinds of stories. You know people write in, send pictures. You know oh, you can see th things that have happened, crashes and, and whatnot. Things, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. When, when things went oh, sideways. Yeah, and, yeah, photographs. It's yeah. Um, it's pretty insane and pretty pretty amazing about you know just how all the people that have um, have been saved by wearing you know not just our armor but lots of people's you know things good helmets sure. yep. boots absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. all right cool 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 so uh, before we end the screen share here I thought maybe uh, since you mentioned it let's take let's take a look at this a little bit. Um, <laughs> So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so, was the Riker right that you guys got? Yeah, we got the Riker nine hundred. Okay. Um, which which color scheme? It well, it's uh, it was red, but I had them change it to white because we're going to have it wrapped with the Bond colors. Okay, gotcha. Oh, nice, 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 yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah. So it looks kind of like that, um, but it has uh, it's a two up. It has saddlebags. Mm -hmm. uh, has a stereo system on it. It turns out that. Um, we were going in to look at um, a couple of 600s, one for each of us. Um, and uh, we got to the dealership on Tuesday and some guy on Saturday had, cha had traded in his 900 that he just bought. He put $5,000 worth of accessories on it. Wow. And decided he wanted a spider, which is the larger version. So he brought it and traded it in and bought a spider. They stuck it out on the floor Saturday right at closing time. And on Tuesday, we walked in and we were able to work an incredible deal on this thing. So we came home with this 900 with with five thousand dollars has Elka uh, suspension on it. It's got a rate, a stereo system with Bluetooth and mm -hmm. uh, locking uh, hard case saddlebags. And uh, nice. it's insane. I, I, yeah. I don't have a picture of it or I'd throw it. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> yeah. garage. But at least, um, at least that gives people an idea. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, it's a fantastic machine. I had a lot of fun riding at home. I uh 
Uh, and so you can see how you change the colors on here. Yeah, yeah. How that ties in with some of the colors in our. Um, yep. In our and, 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 and Kristen and wants catalog. to go and be part of these Riker rallies and and join some of these groups that that ride. And she's been in touch with a lot of them and talking with a lot of them, and it's really been really fun. So this is a great way for her to get out uh, back on a bike and get out there. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, now, is is she planning to get one as well, or you you guys will pr- pretty much ride two up, or she she'll ride this, or what's the? Well, I think we're gonna go with the one for now, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I can ride it and she can ride it. We have a five year old, so it's tough for us both to go just take off, you know, at the same time. Sure. Sure. But uh, we do have you know the ability to drop them off at Grammy's house, but. Um, We'll uh, we'll see how the one goes, and uh, if she just likes riding it herself so much, then uh, we'll probably get her one. That's just for her, and I'll just take the the big the two up one and ride that. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Yeah, then, then, then the family goes. Experimental phases right now. We just got it today. Oh, gotcha. so we'll yeah, that. no, I got you. Yeah, I've I've seen families, you know, where you know the, it's mom, dad, and one or two kids, and you know either either dad's riding the two wheel bike, and mom has you know the spider or something with the kid on the mm-hmm. back, or you know, whatever. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. And I didn't, uh, you know, I have Harley's and, uh, so you're used to uh, big bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like a ba- I like a bigger bike. Um, uh, you know, the more bike, the better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. These yeah. days anyway, on the road, on the street. Anyway, yeah. All right. So uh, before we wind it down, maybe we'll talk just a little bit more about your, your racing in the past and stuff. One, one thing I was curious about, you know, you, you mentioned various injuries and things. Um, <laughs> Like what were like over the years, the different things you experienced, like what, what were your, I guess, experiences with gear, like different types of gear and what worked and what didn't work. And if it didn't work, you know, was it just the nature of the crash? Was it, you know, something that was missing that maybe later got added or. Well, as I said, you know, the, the motocross guys, I mean, even you watch motocross today, it looks like they're wearing zero protection other than their helmet gloves and their boots. Um, a lot of ankle injuries, a lot of back injuries in motocross, um, a lot of things related to the neck, um, which now they, you know, they have the more modern, like the neck braces that they wear that mm-hmm. keeps their head from, we didn't have that stuff. I mean, that, that stuff kind of came after me. Um, right. so we started, you know, in the, in the seventies with some, you know, pretty basic rudimentary, you know, open face bell helmets, um, you know, and a pair of goggles and you would wear a a snap on kind of a chin protector, mm-hmm. maybe some roost protection. And that was about it. Um, as the sport developed in the safety, you know, um, Fox developed things and uh, Malcolm Smith and um, AXO, different companies out there, Thor started to really, really zero in and work on, on gear and protection for, for motocross. And so the stuff got better. I mean, the helmets got lighter and they got yeah. more, you know, more concussion protection. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my injuries were just, um, you know, I, I'm sure that had I not been wearing a helmet or had I, um, you know, had inferior stuff that I probably would have got hurt a lot, hurt a lot worse than I did. Um, you know, I, I broke a hand. I broke all the bones in my hand in a, in a, in a, in a crash that uh, I was going over to jump, caught a lip, um, bike came over the, I went over the handlebars and I landed and then my bike came down on my back and it, 
my hand twisted like a mm-hmm. like a I always describe it like a wash rag. Right. Away away it's not designed to twist. It's not supposed to go that way. And so snap, 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 snap. And uh, uh yeah. there's not there's no gear that would have prevented that. Um yeah. you know, but but then again I didn't I didn't break my neck and I didn't get a concussion and mm-hmm. I didn't break my ankle, so everything else I had on would well, worked just fine. I uh I started using knee protection um the last five six years that I was racing because um, the stuff that was built into a lot of the racing pants just didn't get, didn't cut it. And yeah. so I found uh, there was a company called six, six, one that made a slip on kind of a, a knee thing that I thought that was pretty lightweight and, and it, it wasn't so cumbersome that I, you know, I did, I noticed it real. So I had that and I think those helped me out a few times, but you know, I, I've had quite a few injuries, mm-hmm. you know, neck injury and back injuries and stuff like that. And, right. It's hard when you're not a full-time pro and you're not um, <clears throat> under a million-dollar contract and, and um, working out of a semi. Um, yeah. Because usually what it means for the, 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 the grassroots guys like us is that we couldn't go to work the next day. <laughs> sure, right. And then yeah. you, didn't have, you didn't have the income. And, yeah, yeah. And, and well, wasn't... because I worked for a great company like Fox, it was pretty commonplace. You know, most of the employees rode or raced. And so, you know, you never knew who was going to be there on Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha. <laughs> You kind of have to do roll call and then you would know who raced that yeah, weekend. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, that's yeah, but, funny. but it was a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And, um, that's yeah, cool. I yeah. still have lifelong friends that I, I met racing and, uh, have wonderful stories to tell and, uh, you know, it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And in terms of weight, weight of the gear, like that as a consideration, it was that more about maneuverability, like in being able to move easily on the bike or just overall weight of you in the bike and, and, performance or kind of combination it's both yeah mm-hmm. so you want to be lightweight um but at the, but maneuverability is important in motocross because you're always moving on the bike you're right. you're you know um that's just part of the technique and the way you ride it and so you don't want to be you, you don't want to have a bunch of real you know heavy bulky stuff on it anyway so yeah. guys try to lighten up anywhere they can you know you're trying to 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 get some weight or you know um mm-hmm. especially nowadays i mean you know Back in the in the seventies and eighties, it wasn't quite because the bikes were heavy. The bikes were, you know, they were tanks. Right. Uh, okay. And then the bikes got lighter and they got more nimble. And then they, the suspension got better and the travel got better. And as the travel got better, the tracks got harder. You know, and sure, sure. the sport really started to to develop into the modern Supercross that you see now, where, you know, uh, guys really their wheels are rarely on the ground. Right. Right. But, that's that's some interesting stuff to watch. It, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still a junkie. You know, it yeah. never leaves you. It never leaves you. So I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. And and it's cool too, like that kind of uh transition, you know, having been a racer and experienced the pros and cons of gear and whatever, right? To be in a position now where you're providing gear, you know, to people. That's, yeah. So, so you obviously you been on both understand ends yeah, you understand the importance of it and the need and, and you know, I guess can better understand what customers are looking for when they're trying to explain something. I hope so. I mean, you know, I don't think I'm an expert by any stretch. I'm just a guy that rides and has ridden my whole life. And yeah. uh, I understand the importance of, of protection and, you know, um, and good, good gear at a reasonable price. And uh, that's, that's just where we're at with it. 
Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Well, listen, Ed, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, I know we had a couple of people tuning in, which is really awesome. And That's like right. I said, yeah, yeah this, will, this will go out as a regular podcast. You know, people won't have the benefit of seeing the website and whatever, but oh, that's I'll, okay. I'll, I'll provide the links and everything in the show notes. Yeah, I think people, most people of the time I was it. staring over at the two little boxes, and, and so it looked oh, like talking yeah. to something. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. That's like, you know, I'm like looking at my, you know, the way I'm set up, I've got like this laptop and then monitors over here. So I'm like looking over here, just trying to, you know, keep an eye on see yeah. everyone else is posting questions or whatever. But uh, before we, before we wrap it up, any parting words you have or. No, I just I appreciate you having me. Uh, oh, my my pleasure. It. My pleasure. It's, it's awesome. I'm glad you're doing well with your podcast. Thank you. And uh, you know, it's a pleasure meeting you. It's a pleasure knowing yeah. you and, and uh, Same here. anything we can ever do to help you out, let us know. Okay, we'll do, we'll do. So thanks a lot, Ed. If you want to hang tight, I'll, I'll kind of shut down the live stream. We could just chat a little bit briefly. Okay, so uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you didn't catch all of this from the beginning, you can either find it on my Facebook page, So You Want to Ride, or just go to soyouwantoride.com, which is my website. And uh, you'll find links there to all my social media and to the podcast. And so everyone have a great night and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the week. Good night. Bye-bye. If you'd like to find out more about my podcast or find the earlier podcast episodes, just point your web browser to soyouwantoridemotorcycle.com or find the link in the show notes included with this episode in your podcast app. If you have any questions about the show or the topics discussed, or if you want to send me feedback, you can email me anytime at soyouwantoride at yahoo.com. That address is also in the podcast notes. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram, where I share lots of links to other people's motorcycle articles and video content, as well as providing a lot of my own motorcycle-related photos and content. Just search for So You Want to Ride, or find the links on my website, or again in the podcast notes. There are two big ways you can help support the show. One is free, and one is paid. If you'd like to help support the podcast financially, you can donate using PayPal by going to paypal.me slash Christopher or just click the donate link at the upper right on my website. I also now have a podcast supporters page on the website, which lists all of the listeners who are supporting the podcast. Total donations of $5 to $9 will make you a member of the Thupper Club, where I'll list your name and any social media links that you want to provide. Donations of $10 and up will make you a member of one of the other clubs where I'll include your photo and biography as well as any links you want to provide. Any commercial organization that would like to support the podcast to help promote their products and services can contact me directly for the available options. All donations will be put to very good use to cover operating expenses and to help promote and expand the podcast. Anything you care to donate will be greatly appreciated. The free way to help is just help me spread the word so we can continue to grow my online and listener communities. So please share the link to my podcast and my social media with family, friends, and coworkers. And also, please leave me a rating and some comments on iTunes and any other place where you can leave feedback or mention the show. As always, thank you for listening. And just remember, whatever you do, it's always time to ride. (laughs) 